Good morning, Eddie Koppeltz. There's a third one with us today. An, oh, yes. A superstar of sorts. Big deal. Which Big deal. we have we have some talking to do about. Um, well, we'll get to that. Yes, hello, oh, wow. Annie. It's nice Good to morning. talk to you. Well, but I think <laughs> it's Tuesday. okay. Latasha Morrison, founder and president of Be The Bridge, is on with us right now. Hello, Latasha. Hi, how you doing? Oh, so good. Um, but here's what I want to say. Okay. Annie and I have had this like weird passive thing via text as we've been preparing to get time with you <laughs> where she calls you Tasha and oh, I yeah. call you Latasha. And uh-huh. I have a feeling I'm calling you by your fancy name and she's calling you by your friend name. And I just want to know where you and I are at. Uh, yeah, that's the friend name. The friend name is Tasha. Hmm. All my friends call me Tasha. Hmm. Sometimes I call, I call her Mrs. Morrison. If I need to really get her attention, if I really need her to uh, respond to me, I'll just lead with Mrs. Morrison. Did you get the middle or middle last name growing up or was like the difference Tasha Latasha when you knew you were in trouble? Oh, hold on. Is that you guys? Okay. I I can't hear Eddie anymore. Oh, no. You can't hear him at all? Uh Uh-uh. It's probably better that way. It's just probably better that way. (laughs) Uh, This is how it was meant to be, Tasha. You and me... And Eddie, Eddie can hear me and Tasha can hear me. So if I could dream up a world where my life goes just how I want it to, this is it. This is exactly it. First of all, I'm back and I can't hear what happened, but I can tell you that the last 15 seconds was not edifying. (laughs) I just, I can hear the tone of both of your voices. Right. Yep. Yes. You know, Um, Tasha, did you hear Eddie's question about when you were younger and you got in trouble? I think this was your question, Eddie. Yes. Was it, would your parents yell Latasha Morrison or would they say Tasha? My dad calls me Latasha a lot. Okay. Yeah. He calls Mm. me Latasha a lot. He's probably the only one in my family that calls me um, Latasha more so. And I think that's the thing I always, and this is the confusing part because I refer to myself as Tasha, but I write Latasha. Uh-huh. And so that's a confusing thing for people. So when it came to book and everything, I had to write Latasha and all my social media was Latasha and all that. So they said, you know, you have to go by um, Latasha. And and it only became a thing for like new people, you know? And so within yeah. the last, you know, so many years, I've met so many new people. Um, but yeah, they, my parents, like my mom calls me more so Tasha. I don't oh. remember them. Um, I don't remember them using like, you know, Latasha Morrison, you know, sometimes right. my dad, my, you my just dad didn't get in sometimes. Trouble, right? Yeah. I, I really, I grew up as the only child. So, you know, uh, my brother, my parents divorced and my brother didn't come until I was 16 and a half. So we yeah. both were kind of raised as like only children. So uh-huh. like, you know, I didn't get in trouble like a lot. I can count how many times probably on one hand. I was one of those kids, you tell me it's hot and I believe that it was hot. <laughs> what an incredible person. That's amazing. I was about to say, I've gotten in trouble with Eddie more times on this show than you did in your entire yeah. childhood. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, I also would imagine that you've made a lot of white friends in the last decade and we all don't know what to do with Latasha versus Tasha. <laughs> So that's part of the problem. Yeah. As long as you don't call me Natasha. Oh, no. (laughs) I answer to all of them. I answer to all of them. We know you're not uh, Natasha. That's like a. When I hear um, the Asha, when I hear the Asha. Yeah, Yeah. you're in. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. Um, Eddie, talk about this morning what are kind of how we got to having Tasha on the show. Because normally you and I just 
act dumb for half an hour and don't mm-hmm. bring a guest on. But today we decided to like dress up and look pretty and invite a friend. Yeah. And to be clear, I'm still wearing gym shorts and a t-shirt that I went running in a little earlier. So I'm not <laughs> like that dressed back. up. Quit, but... quit bragging about your physical health. Let's go. Um, sorry. <laughs> I like to sit in your workout pod. I got to take care of the temple in the morning. So sorry. (laughs) Um, Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, like it was just, you know, Annie and I have, we started this show during quarantine because it's like, oh man, quarantine's happening. We got to, let's talk about this. And we're both dealing with this. And basically the show is always about like what's happening today. And some days it's like last Friday's show where we're talking about hiring a detective and some days it's like today. And I think that for me, I hit a brick wall pretty quickly in having any idea what I could possibly contribute to any meaningful conversation. Um, Annie, did, did you feel like that? Because I, I think that's where I started with it. Where did you come with it? So for me, Eddie, I mean, I, w- I want the listeners to know the real real is you said it, it really was you who said, hey, Annie, we can't just do a show on Tuesday. Now, my Enneagram 7-ness and, and this is something I, Tasha and I have talked about before, but I'm very happy to talk about publicly today. It is hard for me to stay in pain for and and in and in um, tension for a long yeah. time. But also, we don't get a choice on this. Well, mm-hmm. our black friends really don't get a choice. Yeah, and and because because Tasha really doesn't get a choice, I don't get to choose to leave this pain. And so right. I hadn't thought about Tuesday's show yet. And Eddie said to me. Hey, Annie, mm. we can't just do a show. We mm. either don't do a show or we have Tasha. And oh. I was like, well, I know the and, answer here. I, and I in truth, I said La Tasha because I wasn't <laughs> at that place yet. That's true. <laughs> but, I appreciate you guys. Like, I love the fact, you know, one of the things, um, you know, there's this thing called, um, there's like a, today is like Blackout Tuesday. And then yeah. there's this other thing called Muted. And it's about, um, you know, like, all, all people who consider themselves allies and accomplices in this work um, to kind of like lift up the voice of, you know, um, of black people during this this time. And I think um, the, I don't even know if you guys knew about that, but like th- like this is today. And so for me to be on this podcast with you, I thank you guys for elevating my voice like you were doing this even before this happened. So. Mm. I really well, that's, I mean, that. that was one of my questions, Tasha. For starters, I didn't know you could call me an accomplice, which gets me way more excited. <laughs> that gives me all cool. the energy I needed for today. I'm but very in that's to different. Being an accomplice. Yeah, I'm super into that. Um, right. But also, I really, I mean, that was one of my first thoughts this morning, Tasha, is I was like, okay, I want you, one of the things you have been very generous about mm-hmm. is you are okay teaching white people how to do this well. Yeah. And so for starters, thank you for that because I don't yeah. want to exhaust people that mm-hmm. are my black friends who are so tired of teaching white people. Yeah. And so yeah. thank you for, for volunteering a little bit to do this. <laughs> um, yeah. But my question is, to so today, this show comes out in 30 uh-huh. minutes. Is it... Uh-huh. Is being accomplice is being an accomplice look more like sharing the show or putting a black square on my Instagram? Like, does it actually move the thing forward to put a black square on my Instagram today or to tell people to listen to this? Okay, um, I think um, today because it's Blackout Tuesday, 
And um, that's a good question. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think now. I think this conversation is related to what's going on. And so I'm going to, you can just have me on record saying that everybody doesn't know that this is happening. And so what we can do is encourage people to do that by Mm -hmm. after listening to the show. Got it. Okay. You know? Okay. And so so, it really matters that we do the black square today. Will you explain what that feels like for your white friends to do that today? It's solidarity. It's solidarity. It's like saying, because there's things, you know, a lot of times people say, hey, we're with you. We're in this with you. But then what is the follow action? And so one of the things like what I see is, you know, when people join Be The Bridge or when people are a part of a Be The Bridge group or um, someone, you know, read your book or someone, um, you know, repost something or, you know, someone starts putting action to what they're saying. And so really with this, if you're seeing this in our community, it takes a lot for some people to even say, um, the whole fact that, you know, Black Lives Matter. So we don't want you to tag Black Lives Matter in this because, because of protests that are happening, um, you know, a lot of information happens through that hashtag. So they're asking people to tag um, Blackout Tuesday instead. Um, but I think it just shows that, you know, that we're with you. We stand with you. We f- we're feeling this with you. You know, it may not be my story, but because I'm connected to you, then it is my story. And because we Got are it. connected. And so I think that's the thing where it shows that. And people are looking. I don't know if you guys really know how much it means when <clears throat> someone speaks out, when they're not silenced. And I mean, mm. you think about like MLK, that was, what, you know, his whole letter to the Birmingham jail was about, you know, the evangelical space. Not, I mean, I mean, when you look at, you know, the basic foundation of our faith, you know, is to love our neighbor, to love one another, um, you know, and for people to see this plight and not to be a voice because of the fear of losing something or whatever. Um, I think that's the thing where it means a lot to people when people just say something, you know, like where you, you know, like if you don't know what to say, just say, you know what, I stand with you. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to learn and I'm with you period. (laughs) That's it. It doesn't take a lot. You know, you don't have to try to give a dissertation or, you know, break it down or understand everything, you know, that's it. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like, I mean, I I was, I wonder how you make like heads and tails of the fact that like so many of my friends that I've talked to who are black have been like, yeah, this is, this is a new story because we're talking about it, but this isn't a new thing. And and we know that, right? Like this is, this is what, how has this become the movement that it is? Because unfortunately this is kind of common occurrence right yeah. like what 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 happened what was the spark that made this blow up do you yeah. mean to white people or black people or both Eddie? just in the general consciousness the i mean general, yeah. the new story would come and go with with yeah. any number of these stories over over the last months and it would be like you know maybe it's 24 hour but this is like a global it's movement. a perfect storm this has yeah, been brewing me, yeah. the, a lot of this really has been brewing since 2012 uh-huh because when you start looking at like, you know, the, you know, cell phone cameras have gotten better. They're like HD now. 
um, you know, social media platforms and this everything that has happened from 2012 into 2020 has been a brewing point where more people have been awakening, um, even people of color, you know, like a part of some of my awakening, like when you start saying like, okay, there's two different Americas, like was they the Trevon Martin um, situation in Florida. And, you know, this, this is when you start seeing, you know, because none of us are taught this in school, you know, it's like the air that we breathe. It's like, it's, you know, it's like dust particles, it's everywhere, but we can't really see it. And, you know, and so I think, this is different because it's happening during a perfect storm. There's a lot of things happening around us that we are just, people are exhausted from. I mean, some things have changed from more um, covert racism to overt. Um, Over the last, what we say, four years, there's been an increase in hate crimes. Um, You know, there's been an increase in, um, you know, um, um, just things that have happened overtly as it relates to to racism and hate groups. And um, so there's a brewing point point that you see. And then this happens in the middle of a pandemic when a lot of people are out of work. College students are, you know, out of school. High school students, you know, school is out because of the pandemic. Right. You know, people are working online. A lot of people are working from home, so they have more flexibility And, you know, there's not a lot of traffic out, you know, because of this. And so it becomes a a perfect storm. So more people were paying attention to this. And then you had the situation with Ahmaud Aubrey and there was video, you know, um, for for this. Then you had Breonna Taylor. And it wasn't policemen. And it wasn't a policeman. And then the fact that... the people, so it's one thing for something like that to happen, but then yeah. people found out that the people that did it were still free from February, and then there was video evidence, and the people were still free. So I think a lot of people saw the injustice in that. And anytime you see any of this, flip it and see if it was a white person, and at, mm. you know, ask that question: Would that person have been free for three months? And Tasha, the other thing, tell me if this is okay. The other thing I do in my head a lot is I say, if this was men and women. Yes. Because that's if I go one. like, okay, oh. if this was happening to a woman mm-hmm. and it, and it, because I do in, in 1% there, yeah. like when, like we, I have to think about, and so do you as a woman, I have to think yeah. about when I'm walking from the mall to my car. Right. right. And, yes. and my, my male friends don't normally think about yeah. that. Yeah. This, this and so if I things, multiply yeah. that by a billion, yeah. you know, th- so that's, so that's how I flip it in my head. I go, wait, if that was me jogging, and mm-hmm. men were just chasing me. Exactly. How would this be different? Okay. So and that's see, okay that's for me to do in my ability, head. Yes, because that's your ability okay. to connect with the experience. And that's your ability to empathize. And, you know, and, and I'm really realizing that empathy is a gift because we've become a very apathetic society. And empathy is a gift to care mm-hmm. about, you know, the condition of our brothers and sisters, you know, because this is the thing. I wouldn't want any of these things to happen. I would be outraged if it was happening to any other race. Like, you know what I'm saying? If I saw someone do that to a white man, or if I saw someone do that to, you know, um, you know, a Latina, um, you know, um, young man or woman or anything, if someone was sleeping in their home and it was a no, not warned and they were killed, you know, Mm -hmm. murdered, you know, um, someone that had just such a promising future, 
I would have concerns for that. I don't care what color their skin would be. You know, that's wrong. And so I think that's what the African-American community is asking, you know, um, you know, the world in that sense. But there's so many layers when it comes to racial narratives. And so racial narratives play into how we see in our perspective, because we attach when it comes to the black community, we attach, you know, behavior to the humanity of a person. You know, and so it's kind of like what would they had to be doing something. Can you explain that? Help me understand that. I'm sorry. Like we attach behavior to the humanity of a person. Tell me what that means. Help me understand that. Yeah, I think when the thing is because a part of the racial narrative, you know, starting from really after even, you know, doing enslavement, um, it was to 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 for your conscious to cope with the fact fact that there was slavery, you had to dehumanize people. So that's why, you know, um, you know, African-Americans were considered three fifths of a person um, that was related politically, taxation, all these different things. Um, And then, you know, you were counted as, you know, chattel. And so when you and then there's scientific evidence. So you have to realize that there's in science books, you know, like uh, medical books, you know, science has all, you know, science will play into sometimes the culture of what's happening. And so there were all these, you know, researchers to say, you know, that we weren't human. We didn't have a soul, you know, right, all these right. things. And I mean, this is like when you think about it, it's the craziest things when we think about it. But if you go back to medical journals, like all those things still exist, you know, um, you know, your brain is smaller, all of these things, right. um, eugenics, all this stuff that you have. And so because of that there was a narrative that was created that um because you're um beastly you have to be controlled and so that narrative played out until reconstruction you know jim like all these things we have to live separate because they're not human and so a lot of us had have ingested this type of narrative without even knowing. I mean, you see it in movies. Um, When I do my implicit bias um, training courses, you know, there's so many things that, you know, I can show you even today and how things happen that relate back to this beastly narrative, you know? Um, Mm. And so media plays a lot. So if you are being inundated with those type of messages and you're taught that um, Black is scary, then, you know, that's the thing that you embrace. So we even not understanding or knowing it knowingly, um, you will, you know, react to that without really realizing that you're doing that. And that's even me as an African-American, like, because we're growing up in this same, you know, um, system, you know, in the same environment that you are. Man, also, do you want me to tell your Alexa to be quiet in the background? Did you hear? Was that your Alexa? Yes, it was. I wanted to tell. <laughs> please let me tell it. I was like, I didn't want to do it in the midst of me talking. I was no, like, I love it. I was like, maybe they don't hear it, but oh, Alexa, oh, do it. not disturb. Oh, I, I really, one time on this show, I said, gave an Alexa <laughs> command, and I realized people like listen to it out loud and Alexa's all over the place. It was hilarious, Tasha. I, I was love like, it. I hope they don't hear it. I hope they don't hear it. And I also oh, I love to it. cut my air off too. And I was like, it came on and I'm like, Oh no, oh we God. listen, girl, no. this is not the kind of show where you can't have air conditioning. 
Trust I us. slurp I slurp coffee this entire interview on a microphone <laughs> and don't even care and don't even tell the wow. Chad the producer. I'm oh like, my just goodness. yeah, this is pretty free form. Yeah. yeah. Um, man, man. Thanks for thanks for all that. Thanks yeah. for just breaking it down for us and helping us understand yeah. a bit. Also, there's some tech stuff happening. I appreciate you pushing through that because it's yeah. um <laughs> you're it's infuriating. Uh, in, I understand. I'm, and I am burning with anger right now. At I this am platform. new to this also. <laughs> I am new to this also, so I know the tech you're, issues. You're <laughs> so so kind. Yeah. Um Annie, do you have something I felt like I heard you breathe in? I did. You, Eddie, thank you for knowing my intake of oxygen Tasha, means something. I am very sensitive. And <laughs> I am, I, you could just hear it, right? I can just hear yes. it. Like, mm. you wanted to, yes. He, yes. And I just called you Tasha. So. Yes, yeah, so friendship. Real friendship. We're in. You can call me Eddie. All right, <laughs> go, Annie. Uh, Tasha, one of the things I would love, because I think a lot of my friends listening, and this is true, I sat with some of my white girlfriends on Sunday night, and they're all young moms, uh-huh. and they're all like, we don't know what to do next. Yeah. And right, so right. will you, can you kind of list for us, like what is really helpful for your white yeah. friends who are learning? I mean, cause we are, I mean, everyone's learning and we're going to do right. this wrong right, and, right. and, and there are going to be moments we make missteps and that's feels really scary, mm-hmm. but can you kind of help us? Like, what are some right next steps that feel supportive Mm-hmm. and and resources. I mean, we know the Be the Bridge book and Be the Bridge as a nonprofit is where we want to turn. Yeah. But but just tell us right next steps or good right. next steps to help. Yeah, I have a couple like you know, one thing and I'll tell you some resources at the end that we're offering just for people that are asking that question because that's what we do. That's the, a lot of what we want to help. And the thing is we feel like as we educate, you know, our brothers and sisters of the lighter hue. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. Um, as we educate, then, you know, it when we start really knocking out racism and implicit biases, it helps our children to get home safer, you know, where mm-hmm. where someone, as they're learning and growing, maybe they don't call the cops because now they're aware of this um, you know, this narrative that's been creative to make something scary that's not ne- less scary, you know, yeah. like, you know, and so um, one of the things that I would say when, you know, I have this whole thing of, you know, we want to listen. So the thing is, if you're not understanding, you have to look at who are you listening to? You know, what voices are you listening to? You know, so you want to make sure that you're leaning into this conversation. And those of you, you know, listening to um, things that, you know, you know, people that you follow, especially like yourself and Annie, you know, I mean, Mm. Eddie, you interviewed me back in 2017 before this was like a, you know, (laughs) and, you know, and this, this conversation, you know, and so listen to people who are talking about this, listen to to people of color, you know, listen to black people, um, because guess what, as it relates historically, we have receipts. And when I say receipts, we have it <laughs> on record, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. that we have been right about these injustices. You know, when now, like all these things that we, when I, we talk about enslavement, we talk about segregation, Jim Crow, all these things were legal, you know? So right, right. now, you know, when we start talking about the things that are legal now, like what, you know, what happened to Ahmad, you know, what mm-hmm. happened, you know, to, it should be illegal, but these things have been happening to, you know, um, to black bodies for centuries. And so we have a, have it on record. So I would listen 
to people okay. of color, listen to black people because we have been right and we have the receipts to show that. Um, learn. You want to learn, um, you know, from and educate yourself on this, you know. Um, you want to unlearn, you know, patterns. So this is the thing. Because we, we've we learned things that are unhealthy, we can unlearn things that are unhealthy. So right. just because you were brought up a certain way or maybe you didn't get it for the first, you know, 30 something years of your life, yeah. it's never too late to, um, you know, choose a new path. Like it's never too late to begin learning. I still learn something every day. So don't think you've arrived. I mean, this is a lifestyle that you, you know, you commit to. You're going to make mistakes. But guess mm. what? You own the mistake. It takes humility. You get back on it and you keep going. And then um, the ability to lament, to to have deep sorrow, to empathize, to to really pray about this issue. You know, I feel like, you know, we can talk about it all day long, but are we really praying about it? And are we praying about it the right way? You know, Mm -hmm. Um, and then leverage, you know, leverage your platforms, you know, people who have large followings or if you know, maybe if you're a gifted artist, maybe if you're a singer, you know, if you write poems, whatever, if you're a great mom, you know, teacher children. So leverage the, you know, the um, position and the the privilege that you have to really um, illuminate and to amplify, you know, um, voices of color, specifically black voices. And so I think yeah, those Tasha, are some I would key say things. even the people who have 10 followers on Instagram, exactly. or on Facebook, you're going to have 10 people listening to you that aren't listening to me. Exactly. And exactly. so if you will just start and, and I and you have taught me this, Tasha, but mm-hmm. if if we will just start learning in front of each other. Yeah. Like if people yeah. go like, man, Annie doesn't always do this right. Like I got yelled at a lot yesterday mm-hmm. for some things that people didn't like black and white didn't like about how uh-huh. I posted about yesterday. But okay. I'm like, okay, but I'm learning. And so I'm, I I totally get it. You're you're unhappy that I did this or I didn't do this, but but Tasha says I'm allowed to learn in front of you. So, <laughs> yes, I so love I'm just it. trying. I'm trying. And, and, and I didn't even and, know that happened to you, but I love it because you know how many people they get yelled at, they get embarrassed. And then I am a little they, bit <laughs> <laughs> but they don't show back up. They don't show yeah. back up. And yeah. so the thing is to say, you know what, I missed it. Because this shows that I'm authentic about this. I'm serious. I'm not just in it in it in this because it's a trend or it's in the headlines right now. I was talking about this before it was a headline. You know what I'm saying? I was reading this book before it was a headline. I was in this Be the Bridge group before it was a headline. You know, and so I'm. What I'm saying is, you're gonna mess up. Don't get you know, offended, you know? And so that's the whole like fragility thing, because even as leaders, like, you know, like I hate to mess up, like, oh my goodness. But I find it when I own my mistake, you know, um, or when I say you're right, I'm wrong, you know, (laughs) it takes a lot. And we got to keep that posture in our heart as people of faith anyway, because then when we start letting pride step in, like, you know, it diminishes our, you know, the, the full, work that we're doing, not just even as it relates to racial justice, but, you know, it discredits, you know, our testimony in that sense, you know, when yeah. we let fried pride come in. And so I said fried, but don't, don't, don't mm. pay attention. Listen, <laughs> we have this saying on the show where you get to go back and be the person that you wish you were. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so you're allowed to be the person who said fried and didn't mean it. So yes. um, it's fine. 
But I'll tell you, though, my head is right with you. I am starving yeah. right now and could definitely <laughs> use just a little something. Um, okay, two things. Annie, sorry I yelled at you yesterday. That was my joke. Um, second, second thing is... Um, Curious for a lot of parents listening, including okay. uh, one talking to you. So uh, I, you have put out good resources and given good wisdom for broadly mm-hmm. how to speak to kids about race and racial reconciliation. But in regards to this moment, I don't know how to broach this. Any any thoughts on other parents you've heard doing it well, or how do you how do you talk to a kid about this? I think when you're talking about young kids, I think sometimes um, really letting them know people are on, people are protesting because they're upset because, you know, things are not fair for everyone. And and to start explaining to your kids, like you have to talk about race because this is the thing kids start categorizing and classifying at age three. So they know, yeah. they recognize, they may, they haven't been inundated with um, um, this, the system too much, you know, when you're saying, you know, you're not born, um, you know, racist in that sense, but our society cues them, you know, they pick up those cues. So if you're not talking, they still being, they're still being cute. So know that your, your kids are being cued by other children, by school, by media, by church, by all these environments sometimes where when they're going to church and they're only seeing white people are, you know, seeing white people in leadership. They've never had a person of color leader or our doctor or dentist or anything. Yeah. They're being cued. And so I think some of the things that you can do is really talk about, you know, skin color and like what makes us different. You know, it's just the melanin in our skin, but we're the same. Right. We're all human, yeah. you know, yeah. and pointing out, you know, in just behaviors. And um, we have a actually um, there's a course like on our um, website on the specifically on how to talk to your kids about, you know, racial issues. And so we have some parents that, you know, they started a lot of this work because they wanted to make sure that they are raising a generation um, that's going to look differently at all of this. And you can see that even from some of the um, young protesters that are out there, you know, um, where there's a different view, you know, there's a different view uh, and perspective. And so I hope we can continue that because I think that's the best thing that you can do as a, as a white parent is to make sure that you're exposing your, your children to diverse environments, you know, and that you're talking about it. I notice um, the books that you read, Annie, like yes, to, yes. to the kids that you do on your, your mini BFFs, like, you know, they're diverse books. And so a lot of parents don't even think about that. Like when you think about one of my friends, Bree, she was just talking about the toys. She went through her daughter's toys and was like, okay, all her toys, everything is white. Like, right. and she started, yeah. you know, integrating her toys with multicultural books and dolls and all that. And she noticed that her daughter wouldn't play with the stuff that was brown. She had mm. already been cued. Mm. Yeah. And it wasn't anything that she said in her home. But she played with it because it looked like her, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it felt safe. The other thing was different. So sometimes we consider different wrong or different bad. And we look at dark as wrong or bad. And so her mom decided to play with her and was like, I want this doll, you know, and yeah. she chose yeah. the brown doll. And she's with and her mom would always choose the brown doll. So eventually she wanted the doll that her mom was using. Yeah. 
You yeah. know, so it's little yeah. things like that, you know. It just feels like, Tasha, you, we are friends who are listening that our parents can be accomplices, which is my yes. new word with this. All <laughs> you have to do today is go on Amazon and buy right. a book that has yeah. a multicultural yes. characters or yes. go online and buy a doll and you are doing the work for your family. Yeah. Like Plus it doesn't crayons. have to be. Yes. 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 Like, like, like that is a move. Any of our friends, I have goosebumps. That's a move. Any of our friends can do today mm-hmm. to make the next generation different is just buy a book yeah, or buy right. a toy or, yeah. you know, like just start next time you're buying a baby shower gift. Just, it just has to be these little triggers in our brain of like, can I be the one who adds something to this family's life that is diverse? Uh, Latasha, I have to tell you a story. Okay. Please, if that's okay. Um, <laughs> I'm in the middle of the cabbage fat patch phase. Like whenever that was, when we were okay. like 80s kids. <laughs> oh, right? really? And it was like the rage. And my grandma for Christmas takes me to Toys R Us and says, you can pick any cabbage patch doll for Christmas. Right? And Eddie, I am. you were a cabbage patch kid? <laughs> Uh, like you every, loved them? Everybody every, did. Everybody. Every oh 80s goodness. child was a Cabbage Patch one. child. I love Cabbage Patch. So, but like I, it's the whole guys, thing. I'm it's a, the I'm thing happening. Like, oh, wait. I think y'all can't hear each other. I think y'all can't hear each other. Can oh, y'all okay. hear each other? Because y'all no. are both starting to tell stories. Oh, no. I, <laughs> I, no. I'm having a great time, but you are Latasha, both telling stories. I, I'm talking about my grandma on a Cabbage Patch doll. If you could just give me a second. This is really important. <laughs> this is extremely important, Latasha Morrison. <laughs> Anyhow, she takes she takes she takes me to the Toys R Us, oh and I pick out a black uh, astronaut, uh-huh. and not because uh. I was woke, but because it was like the one I wanted to get. Right, right. But you should have seen the entrenched things of my family unfolding <laughs> as I brought this home, and I'm like, "Hey, check it out! This is my Cabbage Patch doll." <laughs> so we've we've progressed, is what I was getting to, and I, I am sorry I interrupted. No, Please. you're good. You're good. You I was say? just sorry. telling, spilling the beans on my mom. She still has Cabbage Patch kids. Oh. Oh, yeah, because they belong to my grandmother. My grandmother would collect oh, them, and I had yeah. one. And so they still like my mom has my grandmother's cabbage patch kids. But yeah, I think I think that's the cutest thing because you've seen so many experiments where um, some kids want. A, a darker one and then their right. parent wouldn't allow them to get it or yeah. you know for us you have to realize because um a lot of times when it comes to the standard of beauty and how you know you know blackness is marginalized we want our kids to have brown dolls you know what i'm saying and so it doesn't mean that we don't want them to have white dolls it's just that that is the thing that they are inundated with so mm-hmm. for us as it relates to self esteem you know we want them to see themselves as beautiful so that's why you know we have the black girl magic or you know for a community that has been oppressed and said that you were not anything. You were dehumanized. We have to do a lifting up. So when we're doing that, we want you to join us in that lifting up of our community. But it's not to diminish and say that, you know, white girls don't rock. You know, you rock. Society tells you that, you know, but Mm -hmm. we don't get the Mm -hmm. same return. So it's a way of, you know, um, improving, you know, the self-confidence of, um, you know, young girls. But I would say if your kids want to um, to to get a doll of a different, you know, ethnicity, let them yeah. do that. I mean, choose that for them sometimes, you know, because sometimes they won't choose it for themselves, but choose yeah. that by gifts, you know. Um, like I think Annie, you were getting ready to say baby shower gifts, like when yeah. you're, you know, to do that to 
you know, integrate, say that, hey, this is a book that I'm going to give to every parent. You know, um, I do that, you know, with some of my friends that have babies, you know, send them diverse gifts. I'm always giving my friends like the Crayola, Crayola um, flesh um, tone crayons. Yeah, you know, yeah. I do that. Mm-hmm. Churches, you need to invest in those type of crayons so that, you know, when you're, when kids, when kids are coloring in preschool and stuff like that, that they have a reality of what skin tone is because you're not white really. And I'm not black, you know? Right. Right. If we were just <laughs> going so, by Crayola colors. If we were just going by Crayola that's colors. Right, that's you know? right. That's right. That's right. So yeah. Um, Tasha, you're a perfect fit for our show. Do you want me to tell you why? Because this is a 30-minute show, and we're at minute 40, which is exactly Uh how we do it, too. So... And we're not even close to done. I didn't even get into the specifics of the Cabbage Patch story, because you interrupted (laughs) me. (laughs) There's a lot left to talk about, Latasha. I love it. You know what, guys? This is the good thing. You know, this this is a hard... um, It's a hard season. It's difficult, but we have to keep it, you know, have these opportunities to keep it light, you know? And I think this was really good for me, um, you know, just coming on here a little heavy, but really being with people that I know that see me, that support me, that know me um, has really lifted my spirit. So I'm so grateful for you guys for that. Same in reverse and love you like deeply and you like you and the work that you do. And just, I'm super grateful for you. Yeah. Yeah. Tasha, we love Be the Bridge and Build the Bridge and the book (laughs) and all the things. (laughs) I mean, we are just so pro what you're doing. And and again, I I am, one of the things I'm so aware of right now is not um, asking my black friends to teach us when Uh they've already written books, when they've already created courses, when they've already done so much to help us, but you have been so generous and have done so much work and are willing to answer questions. And so just thank you for dealing with my, my, um, biases and my racism that's in me that I'm working out. And I'm just thankful you love me even when I'm making mistakes right in front of you. So I'm really grateful. And as Be The Bridge, we signed up for this. Now, all your Black friends are not signing up for this, but this is a part of our calling. So it's a part of what we do. And so utilize, you know, um, us in this manner, you know, so that you can give your, you know, your close friends who maybe didn't sign Mm -hmm. up for this a a break, you know, but really check in with them and say, how are you doing? You know, I don't want anything for for you. I just want to know how you're feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And if you need someone to Honestly, Tasha, when we, when Eddie and I were talking about who we wanted to invite on, we were like, we're going to invite Tasha because her calling and what she feels called to (laughs) is helping us. Yes. (laughs) And she's our friend and we call her Tasha. So obviously. Well, we do now. And Eddie calls me Tasha. I'm in. I will never use Latasha again. We're in. No, listen, listen. And yesterday I was on the phone with someone that called me about um, just, you know, some, some similar things. And they, uh, they kept calling me Latasha and they were like, Latasha, I mean, you know, Latasha, I mean, and they said it probably 20 times. And I was like, (laughs) I wanted to say, my name is Tasha. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now all of our listeners know we'll all call you the right thing. That's it. That's it. Okay. Uh, Thanks for doing this, Tasha. We love you. And we're sending all our support. Friends, make sure you head over to Be The Bridge. You know, we've, everybody got to be a part of it a little bit when Eddie showed his tattoo. Oh my gosh, y'all. Like, wait a minute. I have to say thank you for that. Okay. 
You're very kind. I'm curious what we're going to raise money for when you show us your tattoo. Uh, <laughs> more listen, listen, listen. Because we know there is one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's not saying no, just to be clear. She's not saying there's, no. There's one. I'll, I'll go straight back to be the bridge, but I want you I to do what I did, foot. and I want to see what it is. So I'm, I'm just going to leave that out there. I have so. one on my foot. <laughs> yeah, I have one on my foot. And... Um, I never finished it because it hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, they are painful. They are All right, painful. well, um, okay, that's it. That We did I it, Tasha. I am so grateful for Thanks you. for doing this. All right, <laughs> friends, we love y'all. Go wash your hands, and we will see you back here on Friday. Okay. Bye, buddies.